The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. Happy New Year, New Song Church. How's everybody doing? Good to see you. Looking at a full room this morning. That's pretty cool. I was just informed that every chair we have is out right now. So that's, that's awesome. But let me also remind you, there's two other services, people. So if you're a regular attender of New Song Church, you might prayerfully consider God inviting you to go to the 1230 or the 9 a.m. Can I get an Amen. amen. But we're glad that you're here as we start this new year, and uh, I'm a big fan of new stuff. Anybody like new stuff in here this morning? I love new stuff. This week, uh, my car, I had to take my car in to get a new alternator, and they gave me a loaner car, and the loaner car is new, and it's nice getting a new car. Like, I forgot, you know? My cars have like, in fact, I cleaned Sarah's car yesterday because I'm a good husband, and I cleaned it, and and. There was stuff, we got little kids, and they, man, they, they can get stuff in nooks and crannies. I found, I found like stuff living. There was a badger in one corner. It was nuts. But you know, it's nice when you get something new. It's new, it's fresh, it's clean. New car smell, we like that, don't we? We like that. I like new stuff. I like, one of my favorite, I was thinking this week about new stuff, and one of the things I like about new stuff is how new stuff smells. And one of my favorite smells in the world is a new baby, like a new baby that has not eaten human food, but that's eating from its mother. They, they haven't been detoxified by the world yet. So they're, they're fresh and they're clean. And you give a little baby a bath and you wrap it up in that little towel with the hood. That's like the best. That's a great smell. That's like, that could be a cologne. And yet I was also thinking, wouldn't it be so weird to like see some dude and like be like, hey man, what's up? And you're like, why do you smell like a baby like that? But I like new stuff. I like the smell of new stuff. I like, I like puppies. I'm a good guy, right? I like puppies. If you don't like puppies, you're evil. There's something wrong with you if you don't like puppies. Our kids were talking the other day about the next dog we get. And I think they were trying, they're trying to sell us on a new dog. So they were like, well, maybe we could get a dog that's already big and already trained. And I was like, that's like, no, like, I don't want, I want, I like the puppy. I want the puppy. That's like part of the fun part of a puppy. But I will say this, that's a smell I don't like. I don't like the new puppy smell. The new puppy breath. Anybody like puppy breath? You people are weird. So I did some research this week on why. Because I was, I was wondering, why does a puppy have puppy breath and then they become a dog and they don't? And so I looked this up. You know what puppy breath is? It's gas from the puppy's stomach leaking through its esophagus. So so if you like puppy breath, you like puppy gas. You're one of those people. Those weird people that like gas smells. That's weird. Sarah likes puppy breath. Anyway. The altars will be open at the end of the service if you need prayer for anything. We'd love to pray for you. But I love new stuff and I love a new year. And I think one of the reasons why we love new stuff is because most of the time when we look at new stuff, we see potential, possibilities, and promise. And a new year is that. 
Like we look at a new year and we, we see our calendar. In fact, I got my new calendar this week. Uh, I get this calendar every year. It's called the Studio Heinrichs Typography Calendar. Before I was a pastor, I was a graphic designer. And so I like graphic design stuff. And this, this calendar, as you can kind of see here, the, the design stays the same, but the font changes every month. And because the font changes, it kind of changes the layout. And so I get this, this calendar, and it's up on my wall. And when I get it, it's always really cool because it's like fresh and clean. And as I look at it, it's full of possibilities and potential and promise. On, on our calendars today, we have 360 days to make this year better than last year. And the cool thing is we're the ones that get to fill it. We're the ones that get to choose what we put in our calendar. And I would encourage you to be intentional with that. Not just let it happen, but be intentional to choose what you're going to put on your calendar. Because if you do, there is potential possibilities and promise available to you this year. Because I want you to know that's, that's who God made you to be. And as a church, when we look at you today, that's what we see in you. Whether you're old or young, wherever you find yourself today, we see in you potential and possibilities and promise. And those of you who are joining us online, in fact, church, would you help me welcome those who are watching online right now? We're so glad you're with us. But the same is true for you, wherever you find yourself today. You're full. Your life is full of potentials, possibilities, and promise. And so that's why, as a church, we do what we do, because we want to help you to step into real relationship with God, because it's through that relationship with Him that you will fully reach your potential possibilities and promise. And so that's why we do some of the stuff we do here at New Song Church. And, and part of my encouragement to you this morning as we kind of jump into a new year and a new series is to really make the most of this year. Like you ever heard somebody say, man, that guy needs to get with the program. You ever heard that before? Yeah. You know, we, we spend our year putting together a program for you to help you to reach your full possibilities, potential, and, and, and promises. Like we, we, we don't just kind of go for it. We don't, we don't just do this for our health. We're not just putting on a show up here. We're not just, you know, trying to have services and draw a crowd. Like we really do want to help you have encounters with Jesus, with have real, real step into real relationship with God. That's really available to you. And so everything we do as a church is designed to help you. And so when I say get with the program, if you'll just dive into what we're doing here, I'm telling you, at the end of this year, you're going to look at your year and you're going to be like, man, what a difference a year has made. If you'll really dive in and do, like, invite, do what we're, we're inviting you to do, like, like do the 21 days of prayer and fasting with us. You know, we, we've designed a, a devotional to go along with, with this. You can go to newsongpeople.com slash 21 days. And we've written a devotional for every day for the next 21 days that will help you and encourage you in this fast. And we're inviting you for the next 21 days, starting tomorrow and, and ending on the 26th. We're going to have a worship night that night. It's going to be great. We'll have food trucks that night so we can break the fast with all sorts of fat, sugary stuff. It's going to be good. But in the meantime, in the middle of that, we're, we're saying, okay, we're going to spend the next 21 days disconnecting from some of our normals abstaining from some of the things we're normally doing and feasting on God, feasting on the word of God, maybe not eating our normal stuff, fasting some of our normal food and feasting on God through worship and through prayer and, 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 through, and through his word. And, and I believe that in doing so, there's some suddenly things that God wants to do in your life where breakthrough takes place and freedom takes place. What if you really got with the program this year? What if this year you were at church like every week like you really made church a priority. 
Like you believed what the word of God says when it talks about assembling together with other believers and that being important to you. What if you really did that? Because see, here's the thing I know about this church. Like this is a church full of real people who really love God. And we want to partner with you and helping you to overcome some of the real issues and real problems and, and stand beside you to help you face some of the real stuff that you're facing to partner with you in that. That's why we invite you to get on a serve team and we invite you to get in a group. We invite you to partner with us to get planted in the house of the Lord because we believe what the word of God says. If you're planted in the house of the God, you're gonna flourish. And through flourishing, you're gonna produce and have the possibilities and the promise and the potential that God has for you. You can see it come to fruition in your life. God's got a good year for you. I don't, I don't care how last year ended. Maybe you're limping into two, two, 2020. And if that's you, we've all been there. But I'm telling you, this can be the best year you've ever had. Do you believe that? Yeah. Turn to the person beside you and, and tell them this. Okay, let me, let me say it here. Say, you're full of potential, possibility, and promise. Tell them that. Say it to them. All right, now bow your heads. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for all of the people in this room, whether they're brand new to this church, whether they've been in church their entire life, whether they're young, whether they're old. Lord, you look at them today and you see potential and possibility and promise. And you've made a way through your son, Jesus Christ, so we can overcome this world, put to death the deeds of our bodies and live in victory. And so God, we call upon your name right now and we dedicate ourselves to you this year like never before. We're gonna chase after you. We're gonna do what you're asking us to do and we expect big, good things to take place in our life, and we pray that our life will affect other people's lives and make a difference in this world. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. All right, today we're kicking off our series called Suddenly, and as we kick this series off, and let me just give you a resolution. You guys want a resolution for the year? Okay, I got a resolution for you. Here's your resolution. Talk to me more during the service. Like, be a little bit more aggressive with the amens, okay? Can you make that resolution? Yeah. There you go. Okay, so we're talking, about, uh, we're talking about the posture that we need to put ourselves in. I'm calling this message the posture of suddenly. And, and the position that we need to take in order to seize the suddenlies that God has available to us today. So suddenly, here's the definition of suddenly. Suddenly is something that's done quickly without warning or unexpectedly. That's what a suddenly is. And if you, if you read the Bible, if you begin to read scripture, one of the things you're gonna discover in the Bible is that the God that we serve is a God of suddenlies. All throughout scriptures, we see things happening unexpectedly, without warning. All of a sudden, everything changes. Breakthroughs taking place in people's lives. Freedom taking place in people's life. It's, it's all over the Bible. The God of the Bible is a God of the suddenlies. Write that down if you're taking notes. The God of the Bible is a God of the suddenlies. In fact, th that word suddenly appears 87 times in the Bible. And that doesn't include all of the times in the Bible where it says stuff like immediately or unexpectedly. You, you put all that together from the Old and the New Testament. And I mean, suddenly is saturating the pages of Scripture. Uh, in, in the Bible, we, we look at the life of Jesus, just Jesus' life alone. We see the angel Mary, the, an angel appears to Mary suddenly with sudden news. We see that the angels appear in the heavens to the shepherds suddenly. 
We see that, that, that an angel appears in the tomb of Jesus after the resurrection suddenly. We see that Jesus appears to the, to the guys walking to Emmaus suddenly. The Bible tells us that Jesus will someday return suddenly. The Bible tells us in Acts 2 that when the Holy Spirit came on the scene that he rushed on people suddenly. The Bible says in, in Acts 9 that when, the, the, when, the, when Jesus showed up in the life of Saul, it happened suddenly. The Bible says in Acts 12 and Acts 16 that the Lord appears and delivers people suddenly. Suddenly is all over the Bible, over and over again. In the Old Testament, the New Testament, we see God being a God of suddenly. God shows up suddenly with wisdom and direction. He shows up suddenly with deliverance, with plans and strategies, with healing, with encouraging words, with correction. God over and over again showing up with the suddenlies. And I want you to know that this morning, the God of the suddenlies is still the God of today. The God of the suddenly is the God of today. And maybe you're here today and you need a suddenly. You need a suddenly in your marriage. You need a suddenly in your, with your children. You need a suddenly in your health. You need God to show up in a profound way suddenly in your life. I want you to know that God is a God of the suddenly. It's all throughout the pages of scripture. And because he was a God of the suddenly in the past, we know that he will be a God of the suddenly in the present and in the future. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, verse eight, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and everybody say it with me, forever. Malachi 3, six, God says, he says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. So listen, if God showed up suddenly in the past, and we know he did, it's all throughout the Bible, then we know he will show up suddenly in the present, and we know he will show up suddenly in the future. Can I get one of those resolution amens? There you go. So the question becomes then, how do we position ourselves? How do we posture ourselves so that when God shows up with us suddenly, we're ready for it? I grew up playing a lot of sports. I played baseball and basketball and football growing up. Um, I also rode horses. Some of you may find this hard to believe, but at one point, I've, I've actually participated, participated in rodeos. I can rope a calf like I'm ringing a bell, people. I'll have to do it sometime. I'll bring out the rope. I'll show you what's up because I can do it. I'm serious. I took karate for a while in the 80s because I was born in the 80s. Any 80s kids? Karate Kid came out in 84, 84, 85, one of those years. And, and after that happened, every little boy, every little 80s boy wanted to kick someone in the face with a crane kick. And I was one of them. So I was in karate. And, and one of the things I learned in sports and in these different activities that I did was was how important your stance is, your posture, the position you're in. Like, like when you're riding a horse, if you're not sitting in the saddle properly with your, with your feet in the stirrups properly, and, and you're, you're riding that horse and that calf turns, your horse is going to dart after it. And if you're not ready, you're going to go flying in the other direction. Or when you're playing basketball, if you're not in the, in the right stance when the rebound is available, you're not going to be able to grab it. Or when that jump shot, maybe it's someone passes you the ball and it's time for you to shoot that shot. It could win the game. But if you're not in the right stance, you're not going to be able to get the shot off. Yeah. Or when you're playing third base and, and the guy hits the ball and it's flying after you. If you're not down in the right stance, ready to field it and throw, your posture is important. And if you're taking notes, write this down. The best way to respond suddenly is to be prepared in the posture. The best way to respond to suddenlies is to be prepared in your posture. Because suddenlies happen all the time. 
And posture is important. Your posture is either impairing you or empowering you to respond suddenly to the suddenlies. I'm going to say that again. Your posture is either preparing you or, or I'm sorry, it's either empowering you or impairing you from responding suddenly to the suddenlies. Because suddenlies happen quickly. And you're either ready for it to receive it or you're going to miss out on it. Okay, so this week I was, I was looking at all these suddenlies in the Bible and studying them. I'm going through all these different stories and I was looking for the, the, the similarities in the suddenlies because what, what is it that, that you see in Scripture that helps us to know how we can position ourselves? And it was interesting because as you read the Bible, you're going to find there's a lot of different stances that people would find themselves in when God came to them with a suddenly. Like sometimes there were people and they were following God. They were all in with God. They were pursuing God. And then there were times that people were not. Like for example, Saul, right? Saul who later becomes Paul. But when Jesus shows up suddenly, he's on the road to persecute Christians. He's already been a part of of having other Christians killed. He's doing damage to to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, And Jesus shows up suddenly in his life. There's stories where people are pursuing this suddenly, like the woman with the issue of blood. This woman is pursuing a healing from God. And so she works through this crowd because she's got this sickness in her body. She works through this crowd to get to Jesus, to touch the hem of his garment because she's expecting a suddenly healing. And so she's pursuing that and chasing after that. But then you go to Luke 24 and you've got the disciples and Jesus has been resurrected. They don't know it yet. They're in this room and they're afraid. They're not pursuing a suddenly. They're hiding. (laughs) So, so we see people in different stances when it comes to the suddenly. So, but, but here's what I discovered, okay? In the Bible, uh, when God showed up in the life of someone with a suddenly, if that person was, was pursuing God in faith with obedience, when the suddenly opportunity presented itself, they could seize it immediately. But when God showed up to someone who wasn't pursuing God and wasn't walking In faith, with obedience, God, in the moment he would show up suddenly, what he would do is he would invite them to faith and obedience so they could experience the suddenly. Are you guys tracking with me? So either they were in the stance ready to receive it, or here's the beautiful thing about God. His grace is, is so sweet that he would say, hey, get this right so that you can receive what I have for you. That's how good God is. God's good. He's gracious. Amen. But your posture is important. The posture to receive this suddenly is the posture of faith and obedience. It's being a person who's going to walk in faith. And also, because you're walking in faith, you're going to walk in obedience. Listen, I believe God has a suddenly for you. Suddenly is for your marriage. Suddenly is for your kids. Suddenly is for your health. How many of you need a suddenly? If that's you this morning, raise your hand. We all need suddenly. Get your hand up. We all need suddenlies. We all need God to show up. I'm sure everyone in here can think of an area of their life when they would love to see God show up suddenly. But if you're gonna experience the suddenly, not just hear about it, not just see other people experience it, but you yourself experience the suddenly, you have to get yourself in a posture that says, God, I'm gonna walk by faith. I'm gonna pursue you in faith. And because I'm walking by faith, I'm gonna obey what you're telling me to do. Even if I don't like it, even if I don't feel it, because I don't walk by my feelings, I walk by faith. 
I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to obey what you're asking me to do. Okay, so let's talk about faith and obedience for a minute. And I can't, talk, I can't get into everything today, and that's why we're in a series. That's why we do series. And that's why we want you to come to every week of the series when we do the series. Because I believe there's a suddenly for you today. Turn to the person beside you and say, God's got a suddenly for you. God's got a suddenly for you. And maybe you'll get a part of it today. Maybe God will get the suddenly for you will come in week two. Maybe for you the suddenly will come in week three or week four. Or maybe you'll get a little piece of it today and every week along the way. But the point is, if we really are believe that God is a God of the suddenlies, and we do, and we believe that walking in faith and obedience leads us to that, postures us for that, then wouldn't we come to church every week? Wouldn't we do what God says to do in his word when he says to come together, don't forsake coming together with other believers? We'll obey that and we'll come to church every week. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So let's be a church. Let's, make, let's commit ourselves to the Lord. Let's commit ourselves to being in his house with other believers. Okay, so, but let me give you a little bit on, on faith and obedience this morning. Faith is of extreme importance to the kingdom of God and what God wants to do in your life. Look at this with me. Hebrews 11, verse 1, says the fundamental fact of existence. That's like some strong language right there, isn't it? The fundamental fact of existence. Like it's time to perk up. It's time to pay attention, right? Can I get another one of those resoluted amens? Okay, I'm gonna keep working, you guys. What is it? It's that this trust in God, that's what faith is. It's trusting God. It's trusting that what God says in his word is true. It's trusting that who God says he is is really who he is. And just so you know, he's good and he loves you. He's got good plans for you. If you'll obey him, do what he's asking you to do. This faith, there it is, is the firm foundation. Everybody say firm foundation. Firm foundation. Under everything. Everybody say everything. everything. Everything that makes life worth living. This is like unbelievable verse right here. It's our handle on what we can't see. Now look at this. The act of faith. Notice there's an act that goes along with faith. In other words, there, there are things that we do because we have faith. There's obedience that we walk in because that we have faith, right? The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors. When it talks about ancestors, it's talking about all the people from the Bible that were, that were amazing. People like Moses and Noah and David and John the Baptist. It was their acting on faith. It was them believing God and acting based on what they believed about God that set them above the crowd. You want to be set above the crowd you want to live at the normal standard of the rest of the world, then don't walk by faith in God. But if you want to, if you want to live at a different level than everyone else in the world, and I do, then we're going to have to believe God in faith and act accordingly. Look at Hebrews eleven six. 6. It says, without faith, it's impossible. Everybody say impossible. impossible. It's impossible to please God. Okay, so faith is foundational. Faith is fundamental. Faith, without it, it's impossible to please God. And listen, that doesn't mean God's impossible to please. That means it's impossible for God to do what he wants to do, which what he wants to do is bless you and help you and heal you and save you and redeem you and bring you to this level above the rest of the world. But he can't do it if you won't walk by faith. Walk by faith. Not just have it, but walk by it. James 2.26 says, faith without works is, say it with me, dead. There's, there's an act of faith 
There's an action that comes with faith. Obedience is the evidence of our faith. Obedience is the evidence of our faith. Write that down. If you really do believe, then you'll obey what God's asking you to do. So, so here's what I was, I was thinking about this this week. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that are walking in disobedience. We see it all around us. Some of us stumble in this sometimes. And, and, and I believe this. When, when you see somebody walking in disobedience, it's not because they're just an evil person. I believe that one of the reasons why we, we sometimes we struggle with obedience to God is because we don't have faith in God. And we don't have faith in God because we don't know God. Because I don't know about you, but I have a hard time trusting people I don't know. Like, okay, for example, uh, let's say that today my mom and dad call me up and they say, we would love to have your kids stay the night at the house tonight. Can Gus and Bo and Sonny stay with us tonight? My response to them is going to be, we're on our way. The bags have been packed. We're, they're at the front door. We just, we threw them out of the car. You, yes, you can have. Now, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. But I also love some time alone with my wife, Sarah. Can I get an amen? amen. So my kids are precious to me. And I, don't, I wouldn't just give them to anybody. Like if someone, listen, if someone comes up to me at Walmart, some rando person, I don't know. And they're like, hey, can your kids come spend the night at my house? How many of you know, fathers, how many of you are going to be like, hey, back it on off, bro. I quit looking at my kid. Quit, get get away from us, right? Because I don't know that person. I don't, I I love my kids. As much as I love time alone with Sarah, I love my kids too. And so I'm not, I'm not just going to give them over to somebody I don't know, don't trust. I don't know that their intentions may be bad. I don't know that they may be out to harm my kids. So I'm not giving my kids to them. The same way, some of you, you, you struggle with giving your life to God because you don't know God. You have a hard time obeying God because you don't know him. You don't know what his intentions are. You hear people say stuff like, God will kill you. God will take your children because he needs another flower in his garden in heaven. Where's the verse on that one? (laughs) Or, or, or let's say this, let's say that my dad called me up today and he says, Hey, I want you to come over to my house at three o'clock today. I have something I want to give you. I know my dad. I know my dad my whole life. I, I love my dad. I know my dad's heart for me. I know my dad's intentions towards me. I know the character of my father. Because I know him well, I have no problem obeying what he's asking me to do and showing up at three o'clock. But again, say I get an email from somebody and I don't recognize the email address. I don't know the name of the person. And they're like, show up at my house at three o'clock. How many know? I'm not going to walk in obedience to that. Because once again, I have no idea what they're up to. See, one of the reasons why we struggle sometimes with walking by faith with obedience is we don't know God. And that's why we, we say here at New Song Church, we want to help people know God. Because I'm convinced if you get to know the God that I know, you'll have no problem walking with faith and obedience. When, when we moved here to plant this church, I left a big church, one of the biggest churches in America, to come here to move to a city where I knew nobody And it was just my family. To leave behind a job, I made good money. To leave all that behind, to come here, not have a job, not have any, I mean, just walking by faith. But let me just tell you, it was easy 
Like you can ask my wife, it really was one of the easiest things we've ever done. Why? Because when God asked me to do it, I had no problem walking by faith with obedience and what he was asking me to do because I know God. I know his character. I know his heart for me. I've seen him because I've chased after him through my life. I've seen what he can do in my life. And so my question to you as we go into 2020 is, what's God saying to you? What does that posture of faith and obedience look like for you this year? Maybe for you, getting in that posture of faith and obedience is, is doing this 21-day fast with us. It's, it's going, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to really do it. I'm going I'm to fast some food, and I'm going mis- to abstain from some stuff, and I'm really going to spend the next 21 days putting God first in my year. And I believe that there's a suddenly that's going to take place in, in 2020 because I do it. Maybe for you today, the, the suddenly, the posture is the posture of forgiveness, of, of letting that person off the hook who did you wrong. And they did you wrong. Like some of you have been hurt. People have done you wrong. I'm not saying that what they did was okay or right, but it's not helping you to hold on to it. And so what if for you the posture said, okay, I'm going to forgive them, and I'm going to walk in faith in God with obedience. I'm going to forgive them. And maybe on the other side of that decision is this suddenly moment where the weight of that burden falls off of you and you experience freedom like you've never had before. Maybe for you, the posture is, is getting planted in the church, like really planted. Like, I'm not just going to show up when it's convenient. I'm going to commit myself. I'm going to get with the program. I'm going to come to worship nights. I'm going to go to equip classes. I'm going I'm to get in a group. I'm going to do what they're inviting me to do. I'm going to serve. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to obey what God's asking me to do, and I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to go all in with the church. I'm going to get planted. And maybe on the other side of that obedience is this flourishing that God promises, this sudden flourishing, suddenly fruits being produced in your life like you've never, you've never seen before. I'm telling you, I've seen it. That's possible for you this year. Maybe, maybe for you, the posture for you for the suddenly is being willing to worship right now. Like worshiping right now before the victory. Like worshiping right now when you don't know all the answers. Lifting your hands and worshiping God right now when you ain't feeling it. Maybe on the other side of that kind of sacrificial worship is the suddenly that God wants to produce. Maybe for you today, the suddenly takes place when you posture yourself to say, God, I'm going to make you Lord this year. Too long have I been sitting on the throne of my life, and it ain't working. And so I'm going to quit doing it my way. And I'm going to surrender. And I'm going to walk in faith in Jesus Christ and give my life to him and obey what his word says and quit living for myself. Quit living with one foot in the church and one foot in the world. Quit kind of doing it halfway. I'm going to go all in and I'm going to pursue God like never before. And on the other side of that, I'm just telling you, is a suddenly. Jesus is a, is, is a God of the suddenly. And because of Jesus, you can experience the suddenly and you can experience it today. You really can. In fact, there's a story in the Bible, John chapter 20. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. John chapter 20, or make a note of this. I referenced it kind of earlier, the, the story from Luke 24, but this is another account of it from John chapter 20. Jesus um, has died on the cross, and his disciples are in a, 
in a room and it says that they've got the doors locked. In fact, let me read it to you. Uh, John 20, verse 19. The Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. They've got the doors locked because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Okay, so here's what's happened. Jesus has been crucified. This is the guy that they thought was the answer. He was the Messiah. They've been following him for three years and now he's dead. He's actually not dead, but they don't know that. They think he's dead. They think the answer is dead. And they're afraid. And they're afraid because they've been following him for three years. They're known for being with him. And he just got killed. And we thought he was God. And if they killed him, they could kill us. So they're in this room and they're terrified and their hope is gone. The answer, as far as they know it, is dead. This week as I was preparing this message, as I read this story, I just, the Lord just spoke to me. There's some of you in here and you feel like the answer for you is dead. You feel hopeless. And, and you're locked in. You've kind of put yourself in this room. You've locked yourself up in this room in your own fears. But the good news for you is that the answer is not dead. Amen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer. And he rose from the grave. And he wasn't dead for them. He was alive. Okay, so check this out. Look at the, ne look at the next part of the verse. It says, suddenly, everybody say suddenly. suddenly. Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. Okay, so get this. They're in this room. They're afraid, right? They think he's dead. And then all of a sudden, he's in the room. Have you ever, like, had somebody, yesterday Sarah was doing some dishes and she had some earbuds in and she was overdoing the dishes and I walked up behind her and she turned around and, like, got spooked. You've been there before? Like, somebody spooks you because you don't know? You weren't expecting them. This is what happens. Jesus just shows up. He doesn't knock on the door. They don't open the door. He, doesn't he just suddenly appears and he says, peace be with you. I think Jesus is funny. <laughs> peace be with you. Like that's his first words. Because they're all going, whoa, okay. But, but in peace be with you, he's doing more than just like, calming them for the moment he's he's saying something to them to calm them for the rest of their life because remember when the angels declared that this messiah was going to be born they said in his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god prince of peace jesus is showing up and he's saying hey peace is on the scene prince of peace is here and i'll never leave you again and I love this. As I was reading this this week, it just hit me like some of what Jesus did in this moment. The first thing he did was he saw them in there. Like they're, they're in the room. The doors are locked. But he saw them in the middle of their, their, their mess, in the middle of their fear. And I want you to know today, Jesus sees you wherever you are today. Whatever kind of man-made barrier, whatever kind of walls you may have built around you, whether you're responsible for them or someone else put them around you, I don't, I don't know. But Jesus sees you right where you are. But, but that's the great news of Jesus Christ is he doesn't just see you where you are. His presence can be with you where you are. The walls couldn't keep him from them. He went through the wall. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And he's in the room. He's with them. His presence is with them. Peace is with them. And look at what it goes on to say here, verse 20. It says, as he, as he spoke, he, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. Here's what he did. He, he showed them the gospel. He's saying, hey, I was dead, but I'm not dead anymore. I'm alive. See, I was dead, but I'm here. I'm alive. 
He's inviting them to the gospel good news message that Jesus has died on the cross for their sins. They're, they're able to receive salvation now. They're receiving the gospel. And look at what it produces. They were filled with joy when they saw the, look, what's the last word? Say it with me. Lord. When they saw the Lord. He's Lord. He's Lord. And they're filled with joy. And this joy is not just joy for the moment. It's beyond circumstance joy. This is the joy of the Lord, which the Bible tells us is our strength. So think about this. They go from that place of being all built in their little, their hiding in their own mess, trying to cover up and hide from the world because of what they think they've done. All of a sudden, they're full of joy. They're full of strength because they recognize Jesus is Lord. I want you to know today, Jesus is Lord. He's Lord. Say it with me, church. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And because of him, suddenlies are possible. And you can position yourself in faith with obedience. And God can show up. And you can experience the suddenly. Not just, just hear about it. Not just see other people experience it. You can experience because Jesus is Lord. And if you'll invite him to be the Lord of your life, not just the Savior. A lot of people want to make Jesus the Savior. They don't want to go to hell but they don't really want to surrender their life over to Jesus and say, I'm not going to live my way. I'm not going to live by my standards. I'm going to live by your standards. That's lordship. And if you're here today and you've never made that decision before, or you would say today, I've never really committed myself like that and I want to go all in with God, I want to invite you to do that right now. If you would, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're here today and you say, I, I've, maybe you've been in a church service before and you've lifted your hands because you didn't want to go to hell, but you would look at your life and you would say, man, God's not my Lord. I haven't been living, basing my life, building my life on him as the boss of me. I've still been doing it my way. And today you want to say, I, I'm giving you lordship. I'm committing my life to you. I'm going to walk in, in faith and obedience because I know that the best life possible for me is the life that you offer me. If that's you today, you've never done that, or maybe you need to do that again. You need to recommit yourself to Jesus Christ this year. I'm going to invite you to do that. In fact, I want you to be bold about it, and I want you, when I count to three, to lift up your hands. Ready? One, two, three. Put your hands up if that's you. Yes, I see hands going up all over the room. You're committing your life to Jesus. You're giving your heart to him. Go ahead and throw that hand up. That's so awesome. Okay, so many hands went up. You can put your hands down now. Church, I want you to pray this prayer with me. We're going to join our faith. Those of you who lifted your hands, I want you to confess this prayer with me. And as you do, you're handing over lordship of your life to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says you're becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old things are passing away. You're, you're stepping outside of fear and the things of this world. And you're stepping into the new life that Jesus has for you. Church, since we agree with what they're doing this morning, let's pray this together. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son. Jesus to die for me. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And I believe that Jesus died for me. And I believe that Jesus rose from the grave so I could be raised to new life through him. Jesus, I give you my life. I make you Lord. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you my future. I give you my all. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, let's give those a hand that prayed that prayer this morning. Come on, church, we can do better than that. Praise God, so good.
I'm so proud of you. Those who prayed that prayer this morning, man, what an incredible decision you have made. I am unbelievably, believably proud of you. What a great way to start 2020. Amen. I'm going to invite our altar ministry team to come down at this time. If you're here today and you have a prayer need of any kind, if you're dealing with something in your body, you're dealing with something in your mind, you're dealing with something, maybe you need somebody to stand in faith with you for something that's going on, whatever it may be, if it matters to you, it matters to God. Because it matters to God, it matters to his church, his bride, the church. And so what we want to do is we want to pray with you. We'd love to join our faith with you, whatever it is you're believing for. And coming forward for, for prayer doesn't mean that you're, you're a mess. Like we all need prayer. And so all it means is that you need prayer today. And so no one's going to judge you. In fact, you, you have, you're bold. You got faith to step out and receive what God has for you. But we'd love to pray with you. And maybe today you prayed that prayer to make Jesus your Lord. I'd encourage you to let somebody know, whether it's a friend sitting beside you or one of our altar ministers. If you're new to the things of God, we've got a book for you we'd love to put in your hands that these guys would love to give you to help you to take the next steps so that those suddenlies God has for you can be achieved in your life so you can reach the full potential possibilities and promises that God has for you. Amen. So church, would you stand with me? If you need prayer, this is your time. Feel free to start moving out of the aisles, coming down for prayer. If not, I encourage you, let's just take a moment. Let's just worship the Lord one last time as we close out this service. God, we love you. Thank you for being our our Savior. Thank you for being Lord. Thank you for showing up suddenly and making a way. Thank you for being the answer that can move us from fear to joy. The joy that's of the Lord that produces strength in us. Thank you for it, Lord. And I pray if there's anyone in here today under the sound of my voice that needs prayer for anything that you would embolden them to step out in faith to receive what you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.